This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. A new report by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services identified four patient deaths attributable to the Montana State Hospital's noncompliance with federal rules and dozens of cases of COVID-19. Inspectors in February found hospital staff failed to implement safety measures to prevent patients from falling again and again. Also, according to the report, staff did not complete assessments after some instances and did not keep one patient under one-on-one staff supervision despite repeated falls. Ten of the falls were attributed to one patient who died on January 30th after a fall days earlier resulted in a subdural hematoma. According to the CMS report, hospital staff had assigned the patient one-to-one staff supervision on November 2nd, but the plan did not include interventions to prevent falls. The first recorded fall in the report identified an incident on December 2nd, after which hospital staff assessed her to be in a low-fall risk. She fell again on December 20th and again on December 22nd. Those incidents generated a higher fall risk assessment, and staff removed her from the one-on-one supervision on January 29th. Subsequent assessments varied from high to low over the next month when she fell 10 more times. As for COVID-19, according to the inspection report obtained this week by the Montana State News Bureau, 87 out of 107 patients contracted COVID-19 in an outbreak that the hospital failed to mitigate. Three patient deaths from COVID-19 could have been prevented had the hospital implemented precautions to reduce transmission of the virus, according to the report. Patients with and without COVID-19 were housed together, and when sick patients were isolated in certain units, staff were assigned to work COVID-19 positive and negative units, sometimes on the same day, according to the report. Interior Secretary Deb Halen says her agency will fulfill tribal water rights settlements using funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law. The Interior Department will provide tribal communities with $1.7 billion in funding from the law. The infrastructure law provides $13 billion overall to tribal communities, as well as making them eligible for further investments. System-wide cuts announced this month by American Airlines will impact airports across the country, including Missoula, Montana Airport, which will see reduced services by the carrier this spring and summer. Quote, they did some pretty sweeping cuts nationwide. That's Brian Elstead, director of the Missoula Airport. They trimmed their system-wide scheduled anywhere from 6 to 12 percent over the summer months. For the past three years, American has provided non-stop service from Missoula to Dallas-Fort Worth and seasonal service to Chicago. Missoula passengers with plans to travel from Missoula through Dallas have received notification of changes in their flights. 
The carrier also plans to discontinue service from Missoula to Chicago, at least for now. We did lose Chicago from them this summer, but we still have United Airlines doing that market in the summer. And United is looking at making that up by upgrading to mainline aircraft and upgrading some Denver seats as well. The carrier blamed the cuts on a pilot shortage and delays from Boeing on delivering its 787 aircraft. The aircraft delays are primarily impacting Americans' international routes, not its regional services. Despite the cuts, American will have more seats in Missoula than it did in previous years. The carrier will still fly a 10% larger schedule this May than it did last year. Quote, it's still more seats out there than the industry had from American back in 2019, according to Elstead. The cuts we got still have more American seats in the market than we had in 2019. Elstead said the Missoula airport still expects to reach a record number of passengers as it did in 2019. The first phase of its new terminal opens in May, and the summer schedule remains strong despite the absence of the American airline flights to Chicago. The Montana Department of Livestock says it does not believe that two cows from Gallatin and Madison counties that have tested positive for brucellosis in the past two months represent an increased risk of outbreak. The first positive test was reported January 5th and the second February 22nd. Both infected cows have since been killed and epidemiological investigations are underway. Quote, those two cases are not related epidemiologically. That's according to state veterinarian Dr. Marty Zalewski. We have averaged about one case per year since 2010, so the time proximity of the two cases this year does not represent an increased risk. It's more of a coincidence and not an indicator of increased transmission risk. The first infected cow was from a Madison County ranch. The ranch's entire herd was tested in December, and the cow was identified as a suspect case. That case was later confirmed after the National Veterinary Services Laboratory tested tissue samples. The last time Madison County had a positive case was 2019, according to Zaleski. Quote, we have genetic information that shows the transmission is likely from wildlife, from birth tissue, most likely from elk, he said. Nowadays, almost all our documented cases were spread from calving product to elk to livestock. The second case was reported February 22nd in Gallatin County, which has not had a positive case since 2010, Zalewski added. The department said the infected animal tested negative in 2010, but tested as a reactor during a voluntary herd test in January. A reactor is a cow that has been exposed to brucellosis, but is not sick. Brucellosis is a bacterial disease found mainly in cattle, elk, and bison. The primary side effect of the disease in those animals is miscarriages and stillbirths. 
Both cases were identified as a result of voluntary testing by ranch owners, which Zalewski said is imperative to managing the disease. The cases this year are among the 12 recorded since Montana established a designated surveillance area in 2010. Parts of Park, Gallatin, Madison, and Beaverhead counties make up that designated surveillance area. There are 450 herds of livestock in the area and 100,000 animals. The Greater Yellowstone area is the U.S.'s last known source of the disease, and the department believes bison and elk in and around Yellowstone National Park have carried the disease since the early 1900s. U.S. Senator John Tester, chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee on Defense, today released a statement after Russian forces illegally invaded Ukraine. Quote, Vladimir Putin single-handedly started an unprovoked war that makes the world less safe. I stand in solidarity with the people of Ukraine and with every freedom-loving democracy in condemning Russia's illegal military actions. The United States will continue to support the security and stability of our NATO and European allies in the face of these acts of war. U.S. Senator Steve Daines also issued a statement, quote, for the people of Ukraine and condemn Putin's outrageous attack on their sovereignty and independence. Putin is a thug and he is empowered and emboldened by Biden's disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan and his approval of Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline while killing America's Keystone XL pipeline, Danes said. He continued, the skyrocketing price of oil and resulting inflation are stark reminders of the importance of increasing, not decreasing, made in America energy. I do not support sending American troops to Ukraine. In fact, the Nord Stream pipeline was approved in 2018 during the administration of Donald Trump. President Biden had no say in the matter. The withdrawal from Afghanistan was begun under Trump as well. Current snowpack numbers could mean less time fishing in Montana rivers. Quote, snowpack is really important for a lot of reasons. That's Morgan Jacobson, Education Project Manager at Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. Quote, fish really need good amounts of water to be able to thrive and do well, so having snowpack that releases gradually helps us accomplish that. Experts are concerned as the numbers of, in the snowpack are lower than in previous years. Currently, there are eight parts of Montana that are below average, with the worst being the Helena Valley. Quote, we've had a decent amount of snow the last couple weeks. That's according to Aaron Peters, hydrologist with the National Weather Service. But really, there's not a whole lot of moisture in the snow this time of year, especially with this cold. The city of Missoula and the Carlisle Group have negotiated a $4.13 million settlement on the final bill owed the private equity firm following the city's eminent domain takeover of the water utility. That's according to the city of Missoula. It settles all the litigation that's pending, Mayor John Engine said on Wednesday at a public meeting. It settles the arbitration case. We will write a check for $4.13 million and we're all done. Carlisle has no claims against us 
nor do we have claims against Carlisle. On Wednesday, all 12 Missoula City Council members unanimously approved the deal in committee. The matter will appear in a final vote at Monday's regular council meeting. A member of the city's legal team estimated the city's exposure would have been 12 to $15 million if not for the negotiation. The mayor stressed the settlement will not come from an increase in property taxes, but it will come out of water rates. Missoula was the only city in Montana that didn't control its own water, according to court documents. In 2015, the city of Missoula won the right to use its power of eminent domain to make a fair market purchase of Mountain Water Company. In a deal, the city estimated costs roughly $99 million. That's including fees to lawyers and developers. Engin said he would rather not have to write a check for $4.13 million, but he believes the deal is the most predictable and manageable one the city will get. Well, despite a recent interpretation of Montana state law by Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks that aerial hunting of wolves is not prohibited, doing so is prohibited by federal law. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks argued in state district court recently that state law does not prohibit aerial hunting of wolves. However, the Airborne Hunting Act of 1972 this is a federal law, quote, prohibits shooting or attempting to shoot or harassing any bird, fish, or other animal from aircraft except for certain specified reasons. Those reasons include protection of wildlife or human life and would come after the issuance of a federal or state-issued license or permit. Quote, it's accurate to say that under the Federal Airborne Hunting Act, hunting wolves or other animals from the air is prohibited in most circumstances. That's according to Jessica Sutt, a spokesman for U.S. Fish and Wildlife. The average person with a hunting license can't shoot from an aircraft under AHA. The Montana legislature has enacted state bans on aerial hunting for big game animals, such as elk and mountain lions, as well as fur bears like bobcats and beavers. But wolves are legally defined by the state as a species in need of management. And the legislature has not enacted a similar prohibition for wolves, state wildlife officials said in testimony and court documents. Montana State Parks saw a visitation dip last year amid a summer of wildfire smoke, but numbers still remained high with several parks setting individual records. The 55 state parks saw just under 3.4 million visitors in 2021, down 1.3% from 2020, a record-setting year. Last year's numbers were 28% higher than 2019 and 79% above the 1.9 million visitors from 10 years ago. Visitation was on another record-setting pace through July, and then wildfire smoke and drought slowed attendance. The most visited state park was Giant Springs State Park along the Missouri River near Great Falls. And the Montana Department of Transportation is reminding drivers 
to drive carefully near snow plows on the roadways. MDT says 21 plows have been hit by motorists so far this winter. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast on our Treasure State Radio or KGRT-DB webpages. Made in Montana News is podcast worldwide with listeners in 46 U.S. states and Canadian provinces in 24 countries on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. We also want to welcome some new friends and listeners to our list of stations, PIVA Radio of the Northern Cheyenne Nation and Crow Res Radio of the Crow Reservation. That's Made in Montana News. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network.